listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Everything is always happening for you, not to you. Even bankruptcy, family upset, or lean business times. And challenge is necessary on our success journey, but the struggle isn't. So if either of those statements resonate with you, you are going to love today's guest, Allison Chavez. Hi, this is Sarah, your host of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about shedding our limiting labels and beliefs And why? So that we can live true to who we were created to be. Perfectly perfect from the start. So this week, like I said, we're going to be joined by Allison Chavez. Allison is a prosperity and success coach for ambitious, God-centered women. Her mission is to end the struggle and bring joy to the lives of millions of women around the globe as she teaches women how to get phenomenal results with ease, yay, don't we love that, bend time and space, I want to know more about that, how to achieve goals without hustle or grind, and how to reshape the reality in feminine energy with no more constant pushing. Um, And I'm going to stop for my little intro just to say those four bullet points have been on the top of my mind for the last three months. And when Allison came up as a potential podcast guest, it was, yes, get her on the show now, Um, which would make perfect sense. She's a sought after speaker on mindset, prosperity, universal laws and success strategies. And she is the best selling author of the prosperity approach. Her work's been featured in CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, and hundreds of television, newspaper, and magazine outlets. So with that, let's welcome our guest today, Miss Allison. Hi, Allison. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited for our conversation today. I am too. There's so many things I could ask you, but first I want to ask you, How did you decide to work with ambitious, God-centered women? Why that group? Um, Because that's who I am. I'm a very ambitious, God-centered woman. and And the principles that I teach are rooted in spirituality and are rooted in really leaning into and trusting a higher power. And so I wanted to work with women who maybe God isn't their vocabulary for their higher power, but who weren't, who didn't get upset or offended that it was mine, that we could, that we could talk in different vernacular, but still know we're talking about a higher power that's doing the same thing, who loves us, who wants the best for us, who knows us intimately. And we want to have a greater connection with God because uh, with God, all things things are possible, our dreams, our desires, um, success without struggle, all of that becomes um, possible and inevitable when we really partner with God. Okay, let's dive into that just a little bit, because I think that probably underscores some of the way that you work with women in terms of how do you help people get results with ease? You know, how do we bend time and space, all of that? So 
Tell us a little bit about your journey from there to doing this there being before now um, to doing the work that you're doing today, because you have your own story and background. Oh, yes. Well, I got to where I am today doing the complete opposite of what I teach. And I think that that's a very familiar uh, flavor of um, entrepreneurs doing it all the, the really, really hard way. And I've been in the online space for about 10 years now and and really got into the online space because that was the direction God gave me to go. I needed to create a business. I needed to create it online. I needed to work with women. And I was like, I don't know how to do that, but OK, let's try it. Uh, but at that time in my life, I, I wasn't I wasn't nearly so flexible and flowing as I was now. I, I built my company from zero to multiple six figures in just over two years. And it was filled with immense hustle, incredible amounts of grind, um, sweat, toil, anxiety out the wazoo. I mean, it was it was one of the hardest things I had ever done in my adult life um, because I made it that hard. <laughs> And, and I started, I, I was very afraid that I wouldn't actually succeed. I, I kept telling myself, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't make a difference. Um, I was in enormous amounts of anxiety about losing the company that I had built. Like, what if I can't sustain this? And I found out that um, your inner beliefs and your outer reality will always match. And because I ran all of those programs and those, you know, we're talking about, you know, no limits and labels and no limits. Like I was completely running in limiting beliefs. And so my business began to tank. And the harder I worked, the faster that thing fell. And um, it landed in a chapter 13 bankruptcy. And when the dust finally settled and I had a moment of clarity, I was like, oh my goodness, I created this and I didn't actually mean to. I wonder if I can create my way out of it. You created the whole scenario is what I you're did. saying, right? The success Absolutely. and then the fall. Oh yeah. I created the bankruptcy because it was the, it was the thing I was the most afraid of in my whole life was not having enough money and having to file bankruptcy. I was more afraid of that than even death, quite literally. Um, and because I, I kept thinking about it and it was so emotional about it. I created that. I created the physical reality of that. And, and honestly, it really wasn't that big of a deal. I thought that it would be like off a thousand foot cliff. It was like, you know, stepping off a curb and you didn't realize the curb was there. It was a little jarring, but <laughs> it ended up being a huge blessing. Not that I recommend it, bankruptcy is a matter of course in your success journey, but it was necessary for me. And, and I realized too, like once the dust settled and once I was like, you know what, I, I did this a really, really hard way. And I know I made this harder than it needed to be. I mean, Sarah, I was teaching mindset at the time for crying out loud. <laughs> I felt like the what's the saying we best, we teach best what we need to learn. Yes, like yes. Yeah. And so there were, I, I realized that there were three missing components to, to the way that I was approaching success and the way that I was approaching growing my business and teaching others. At first, I was in massive amounts of masculine energy. So I was in constant push. I was in constant do, do, do. And I didn't know how to be. And, and I needed to learn how to balance those two energies and lead out with my feminine energy as a woman. I needed to understand how money actually worked on a spiritual, energetic, and feminine level. And I needed to learn how my beliefs played into everything and how to change my beliefs so that they would run towards my results instead of blocking me from those results. And um, when I learned those three things, I learned them very quickly, began to implement them. And within six months, I went from bankruptcy to 232000 dollars. I had gained 45 pounds in the course of two years because I was, I was, I was in so much anxiety all the time that I was comfort eating all the time, but I lost those 45 pounds in about four months and it was easy.
easy and it was effortless and it was really fun and easy to sustain and um, just completely transformed the relationship with my spouse, with with my children. And now we're scaling to seven figures and beyond. We've grown a team. I've kept the weight off. My relationship with God is, is stronger than it's ever been. My relationship with my family is stronger than it's ever been. And, and it was because I learned how, how to achieve higher and higher levels of success without the struggle, without the constant push, without all of those fears actually dictating what I could and couldn't do. So that leads me to a couple of questions. One, I want to recognize that while bankruptcy doesn't necessarily have to happen to us, as a metaphor, it's pretty powerful because you think of putting in all of this stuff and then you're holding, holding, holding. And, you know, I know when for me in over the last six months, and I wasn't joking about your, you know, your talking point kinds of things that they've been there because one of the questions I asked myself is it's like, you got to keep the pressure on yourself, Sarah, because if you don't, where will you go, right? Like, will you just quit, sit down, never do anything again, pick up your book, your Kindle and just read forever? Because I could do that. Um, But then I thought, well, that's a bunch of malarkey. When in your life have you ever done that? Never. So what, what is that about, right? But then, you know, you have to say, I'm not doing this. Is it necessary? Or is there someone else who would love to do it for me? But that piece there, to your mindset piece means, can I redefine how I see myself? Am I the person who always has to be the one who gets it done, even though I could be? So when you talk about bankruptcy, I think there's like the cash bankruptcy, there's the time bankruptcy, there's the energy bankruptcy, just the whole piece. And worse for me is being bankrupt on my spiritual connection, right? Because then you're adrift. I'm adrift. I'm not speaking for all women, but um, (laughs) for me personally, right? Yes. So talk a little bit more about the, how you distinguish the energy, the feminine energy, because Mm -hmm. I, I mean, those are common words, but I really like to understand how you use them and interpret them and share them with other women. Yes, thank you. And I'm all about that too. I don't believe in just spouting out the theory of prosperity or the theory of energies. I'm like, I want to know how this actually translates into my life. And can I actually use this to change my life? And so with, with the energies, feminine and masculine energy have nothing to do with men and women, gender stereotypes or roles. Every person on the planet has both feminine and masculine energies. Those are the energies of creation. Um, as women, we are taught to be very masculine. So the, the, the feminine energy is the being energy and the masculine energy is the doing energy. So all of the clients that come to me are like, how do I be? Just show me what I do so I can be because <laughs> I've got the doing nailed. And I'm like, okay, well, right there, we need to back off because <laughs> we don't, we don't really do our way into being, we have to change our identity. We have to change our perspective. We have to, we have to rewrite the narrative in the being. But if you look at feminine energy is like the river and the masculine energy is the river bank. And we need both. If we just have a river with no river bank, the river goes everywhere. It has no direction. And all it really has is destruction in its wake. But if all we're doing is building the riverbanks and there's no river, we quickly lose sight of the purpose. We're like, why are we doing all of this? Yep. It sucks our soul dry. We're in, we're when we're in too much masculine and masculine is divinely designed to serve the feminine. So the riverbanks are there to direct the river, to make the, the flow of the river that much more powerful 
beautiful. So we need both of them. As women, we need to lead out with our feminine energy. So the feminine energy is very playful. The, the, the masculine energy is very logical. The feminine energy is very intuitive. The masculine energy is, well, we got to think this thing out. We got to list the pros and cons, and we need to reason all of this. I, I like to say the feminine energy is experiential and the masculine energy is the execution. And so we need both, but as women to really feel alive, we need to lead with that feminine energy. We need to be playful. We need to be flirty. We need to um, allow the vision to lead us and let the, the masculine energy of the systems and the structure support our vision. And we're taught to do it backwards. Yeah, here we've got our dream, but we got to, we got to make stuff happen. We got to figure this out. We got to nose to the grindstone. We got to push, we got to push. And the pushing energy is the masculine energy, but the pulling energy is the feminine energy. And that's what I want to teach women to get into is really into their feminine and let the masculine support because not only like that's how you drop the struggle, but that's where you get into ease. That's where you get into flow. And there are very practical boots on the ground strategies that you can use to get yourself into that feminine energy, which allows you to bend time and space. It's all about your intention. It's all about the experience that you're having as you're working off your to-do list, as you're chunking down projects, as you're making a difference in the world and, you know, doing all of these things that we love, changing our relationships with ourselves, with others, with our health, with God. When we can, when we can lead with that feminine energy, then the action that comes comes to us and, and that inspired direction that comes to us is really easy for us to pick out, to pick up and then to execute because we're in the right energy. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. However, comma, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking you've described like that whole internal struggle I've had, right? It's like the push, push. And I think that's what I said. It's like the push, pull, push, pull. My default is to think strategically and I, it is an effort for me to go, okay. And my, and my mantra lately has been, how's the simplest way to get this done, right? Let's forget that's where you're going. If this is what needs to happen, what's the easiest way? And let's, let's not worry about, is it the most research-based way? What is the easiest, less stressful way to get it done? Yes, right. I love that. And to add just to that, to really get into your feminine, I ask what's the easiest, fastest, most pleasurable way Ooh, to like get it. this done? Because the feminine is all about pleasure. And pleasure has been vilified and villainized over the years as a waste of time, as something that um, doesn't get us to what we want. As uh, but, but pleasure is inherently feminine. So if we can get into pleasure and we ask ourselves that question, easiest, fastest, most pleasurable way to this outcome, that and you're out of pressure. I want, I want you out of pressure, Sarah. I want all of your listeners out of pressure and into pleasure because when you're out of, when you're in pressure, you, we tend to constrict, right? If we're pressurized, like even just saying the word, we can feel that. But when we're in pleasure, we're, we're a whole lot more expansive. We're open to more ideas. Pleasure puts us into the receptive mode and that is feminine and the masculine is the giving. So we're able to receive those divine downloads. We're, we're able to see solutions that we couldn't see before because we were like, we got to just knock this thing out, right? We got to crush this thing. We got to be strategic. And there's a place for that, but not at the forefront. 
Honestly, and it doesn't need to take up too much space because once you've made the decision on what's strategic and then it's about execution, right? It's like, let's just get it done then, right? Let's not keep beating the decision over and over. You made it, move on. Exactly. But you make me laugh. So this morning I'm, you know, I'm dealing with technology and a third party vendor. I'm going, why did all that just disappear? I need to give that to my client, right? But I can feel myself thinking, okay, I'm just going to figure this out. And I'm going, no, you're not. I sent an email like, hey, this isn't right. Um, Let me know, right? I take my brother who's in town, our dog, and I go, ready for a walk? It's a little bit rainy. We're out. We come back in about 45 minutes. I feel like I'll check it out now. Oh, don't you know? It got solved while I was out walking. So, but I thought I am, I'm not in a headspace to beat my head against this wall of tech right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that was my immediate default all the time, Allison, because that made it so simple. And um, so I'm guessing that's a tiny chunk of what you help people to get to is like, how do we keep that pleasure in it? Because for me, walking is nothing but pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm out in nature. Yes. So- Yes. Well, and, and, and if, and if I can answer that to a small degree, um, like we're taught to beat our head against the wall of the problem and figure it out. So we get to get into a lot of compassion and a lot of grace and understand that as women, we are highly adaptable. We've had to be adaptable over the last 30,000 years because we're this, we're, we're the smaller, weaker sex. And so we had to be scrappy. So we had to be, we had to make ourselves adaptable and also the most valuable as well so that we we could stay protected and safe in the tribe. And this is not to vilify men. This is just how it was. Well, because we're so adaptable, we're really good at getting in the masculine because society has masculinized us over the centuries because there is so much value put in the structure and the systems and the doing and the make it happen and the figure it out. And there is value in all of that. But, but it's understandable that it's your natural default to be like, pound my head against the wall because we're very, very adaptable. So we've been masculinized. And so it's really just getting into a higher level of awareness about that. And and then just choosing, do I want pressure or pleasure? I choose pleasure. So I'm going to send out an email because tech's not my genius. That's not in my wheelhouse necessarily. So I'm going to send out an email because I asked for what I need. And then I'm going to take the dog and my brother out for a walk and just really enjoy nature. And then we'll see what happens. And voila! It got fixed for you. Now, it doesn't always happen that way, but many times you'll come back and then you'll just see the solution staring at you in the face where before when you were so focused on it, you couldn't see it because you were too close to it. And that is the value of really getting into that pleasure and really leading with your feminine. So when you talk about helping women use pleasure as a success tool beyond choosing pleasure or pressure, which in and of itself, I think is powerful just to ask yourself that question. Um, How do you help people think about that as a tool in business that will help kind of make them more successful? Well, I think by understanding that pleasure is a tool, but it's been weaponized against us. I talk to a lot of women who feel really guilty about downtime, really guilty about self-care and pleasurable things. And, oh, if I'm doing this for me, then they have mom guilt because they're not present with their kid or whatever. Um, And I've got four children, so I understand mom guilt intimately. And mom guilt is just, it's like you said before, it's malarkey. There is no reason for us to be in mom guilt. Not when you understand 
understand what pleasure does for us as women and what it does to those around us. So when we will allow ourselves to receive pleasure without the side helping of guilt or shame that tends to come with it, um, what you understand is that that pleasure literally it literally opens you up to ideas and to possibilities. So it raises in an energetic way, it raises your vibration to match the vibration of the reality that you want. Because I'm betting that the reality that we're all going for is not filled with anxiety and stress and pressure. What we're wanting is the ease and the flow and the pleasure while we're also phenomenally productive and successful. But in order to have that, we have to experience it more on the daily so that our bodies get familiar with that. And what pleasure does so it pops us into that higher vibration and it, and it connects us with inspired ideas and it connects us with possibilities. So it gets rid of the stress, it gets rid of the anxiety and it opens us up to receiving. It seems it, to me that it would also be so self-validating to just say, I see, for in my case, I see you, Sarah, guess what? We're going to do this, right? It's like, because you're here. That's the yes. only reason, just because we're here. Yes. You don't yes, have to absolutely. earn it. You don't have to do anything spectacular. You You're don't. Here. You don't. And, and it's interesting because as women, we put ourselves at the very back of the line, if we even let ourselves get in line at all. But we are all, we are all familiar with the whole oxygen mask on your face first analogy with the airplane. But that's like that's pleasure is like oxygen. It's oxygen to our soul. It rejuvenates us. It connects us to our femininity. Women have a natural connection to the eternal. We have a natural connection to God. It actually connects us more with God and gets us into that ease and gets us into that flow. And so I, I think understanding what's actually happening behind the scenes to really propel you forward makes it so much easier to drop the guilt, to drop the shame and to help you to be present, present in the pleasure and then also present in the work, which allows you to be present with your children and with your spouse and in all areas of your life. Do you find or have you found in working with others that the more that happens for us as individuals, like our discernment level gets more granular, like to be able to say, okay, in this situation, this is what's going on. Wow. I've never noticed that before because I've been like, I got to do this and this and this type. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because what it does is it calms down the chatter that goes down, that goes on in our mind all the time. And so it, 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 it makes us more spacious so that we can hear the, the subtleties of life and, and the direction that we're given. It, it literally, it literally opens us up to that, to that, to those, I call them nudges to those nudges. And it also, like Sarah, it gets us out of the sudden death match that we seem to put ourselves in with any project we're in. This has to work. I have to get the promotion. I got to get the clients. I got to, I got to fix this relationship with my spouse or my child. I got to lose the weight or else, you know, fill in the blank of death, dismemberment and destruction, right? Catastrophe and chaos ensues. Um, but, but you're, you're totally circumventing all of that when you're just like opening yourself up to that pleasure. And then you start saying things like, let's just see. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but let's see how close we can get. It allows you to experiment. And just by nature, the fact that it's an experiment allows you to let go of the outcome. 
And it allows you to more easily step into that playful, flirty kind of energy, which then lets you see where gaps are and lets you see where things are working really well and opens you up to that genius mind that we all want to be a part of and to tap into. And it just allows for the journey to just be so much fun. It's surprising. It's delightful. It's, oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't. I didn't think that, I didn't know that that was going to be here. So it actually allows you to move through disappointments and um, failures a whole lot more, not only more quickly, but also with much more grace and, um, and, and understanding for what's really going on. Well, you know, the flip for me, not the flip side necessarily, but when you talk about pleasure or pressure, almost like when something's kind of not the way I hoped or like it just, or it is kind of a catastrophe, um, I find the quicker I can ask myself the question, what does this make possible, right? Like just let go of what happened, but, mm -hmm. but here we are today, like that's yesterday or even 10 minutes ago. What's it make possible? That wasn't like, now I know how easily my little ego can be bruised. Okay. You're, you know, something you don't know. <laughs> yes. Honestly, sometimes it's that real. It's like, oh, come on, Sarah, relax. Yes, um, I think all the time it's that real. And and it's and it's this, oh, I didn't realize that was a gap. Yeah. Oh, okay, next time we'll close <laughs> next time we'll close that gap faster. Okay. Close, close that window. Yeah, yeah. It, and and fling open the door to possibilities. Yeah. And and then it allows us to get out of the fear of failure and the fear of making mistakes because of what we make it mean about us. All it means is that there was a gap we didn't notice. Yeah. You know, and also allows us to be compassionate when we go into ego, because let's face it, we go into ego all the time, but also will help us to see, oh, I'm totally an ego. I'm making this about me. And so let's just let go of that and just. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm doing a facilitation. I just saw this. I've never seen this commercial before in my life, but someone showed it to me. I'm thinking, oh, I'm using that. But it's all about me, 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 me. And it's one woman, but she shows up as nine different women around a board table, right? What about, what, what? but it's all about those different personality preferences within yes. her. And I started laughing. I'm going, isn't that the truth? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. me. What about me? What so, um, but let's talk about some of the folks that you've helped, Allison, and kind of what an, uh, I know there's no average journey, but say um, you were working with someone, where might they start? And then if you've got one or two stories that just touch your heart, either because they're recent or because somehow they sparked something in you, would you share that with us? Yes. And thank you. I mean, this work, much like your work, I'm sure is just such a sacred privilege for me to be a part of. And I feel so humbled to be able to be part of somebody's journey in a small way and perhaps a large way as well. But most of the, most of the women who find me are in burnout or some form of overwhelm and frustration because they want to follow the song that their heart is singing, which is their desires. They want to follow their desires, but they keep getting tripped up in the execution of it or tripped up in the strategy and they almost reach it, but not quite, or they reach it and it falls flat. So they're still feeling disconnected and they're still feeling unfulfilled. Um, and when I can show them what's, what's really going on um, with the universal laws, with the power that they have in their own mind in changing their own subconscious beliefs, because it's actually quite simple and straightforward to change your limiting subconscious beliefs. And it's actually quite easy to find them as well um, and, and teach them how much bigger they are 
than their circumstances, regardless of the pain that they're going through, regardless of the drama that's going on in their life, with just some tiny little tweaks, um, they start to realize who they really are. They start to see God's hand play out in their everyday life. They start feeling calm and certain and peaceful no matter what is going on. And in fact, I remember, I remember a woman in particular came to me and she had had a baby and was in um, some, some pretty dark throes of postpartum depression. And she had had some some suicidal ideations and she just she she didn't even know who she was and so we started working together and she started remembering who she was and those things that she loved and one of the things she loved is travel and she's like but I can't travel now for the next 18 years because I've got this kid and I'm like why can't you are you kidding me some of my best friends travel have traveled with their infants and taught them to be really really good travelers and they and their children have had these amazing experiences around the world why can't you be one of them and she was like I can do that. And I'm like, yes, yes, you can do that. So she's like, all right, can I have a laptop lifestyle as well and work anywhere I want? And I'm like, if that's what you decide. And so just showing, showing her those possibilities, she, she went, she had a, she had a little company. She had had like she had been in business for like three years. She'd had 166 sales in three years. And when we finished working together, she went to 750 sales in one year after working together, which is like a 450% increase. And she started traveling with her infant and with her husband. And they spent two weeks in Italy. And then they spent five weeks in Puerto Rico working there. They went to two weeks in Alaska. Now they're planning to move to Alaska. Like it's just been amazing as she has tapped in and as she has trusted her desires and move forward. And then and then use practical strategies to help her change her beliefs and trust those nudges and allow, you know, whatever's going to happen, going to happen and learn along the way. Like it, it has just been phenomenal to watch her grow and the life that she created. Oh, she wanted a dream house. She wanted to build her dream house. So she did that. I don't know what your real estate market is like, but ours has been absolutely insane for the last year in an insane market. They found their property. She found her dream home. She built it. She furnished it. I mean, it was, was like, holy cow. She's, she's so inspiring. So inspiring to me. Um, and she did say the, the biggest hidden benefit she found was how her relationship with God changed and, and the level of trust she has that she knows no matter what happens, everything is always working out for her. And even in those midst of the hard times, and the challenging times, only good can come of it. And seeing her level of confidence and her level of, of certainty is just really, really inspiring. And so really what I've, what I've created, which I didn't even realize I was creating, was this space of healing for women, um, healing their feminine, healing money. I mean, I, I know really wealthy women who have severe money wounds and are bound up in fear around money. So we need to heal those money wounds, heal those spiritual wounds and those relationship wounds um, and, and come to know who they are again and then send them on their way to create bigger and better things. And oh, it's so just- that that raises a question, Allison, because people might suspect a woman who's well off financially wouldn't have the money issues, right? Oh, yeah, you would think that, but you oh, would think, no. right? So, Not but true. what for in that particular instance? Because I think it's easier to go, well, this person's struggling with money. I can see they maybe they have money wounds, but what if someone's well off? So, what types of money wounds might someone have? So, if someone's listening and they say, oh, that could be me. 
The, the biggest money wounds that I have seen with women who struggle with money is first not having it. And, and so there's, they're in a whole lot of scarcity because they don't have it. But even the deeper money wounds that I see is with women who have plenty of money and they're afraid of losing it. And, and that was actually what I experienced myself. I was in massive anxiety and agony when we were living paycheck to paycheck and too much month left at the end of our money. And I'm rich for 10 minutes when we'd get paid. Like I remember living that life. And then we were making 20, $30,000 a month. And I had never experienced that kind of money before. And I would wake up in the middle of the night with my guts twisted in anxiety and this voice saying, oh no what have you done? You've created this lifestyle for your family and they expect this lifestyle now. And what if you can't maintain this? What if you can't grow this and you lose it all? And so when I did lose it all, I realized, oh, well, this is interesting because I was in anxiety without it. And I was in even more anxiety with it. I don't think money was the common denominator of my anxiety. I think I am the common denominator to my anxiety. And what happens is we inadvertently make money our source. And that's what gets us bound up. Even when we have a whole lot of money coming, we still have these money wounds because we've made money our God and instead of just a channel. So when a channel dries up, if you have a good connection with your higher power, your higher power is limitless supply. I mean, to me, God is the most, he's the wealthiest, richest, most powerful being in the multiverse. And he's also doting and generous. And he wants me to have everything that he has as well to experience that joy. And so if I'm connected to limitless supply, when a channel dries up, and we have seen tons of channels dry up over the last couple of years, we don't have to go into freak out mode because we understand what's actually going on. And God is saying, I have an easier, faster, more pleasurable way for money to come to you. You need to dig another channel. Here's your shovel. Here's your backhoe. We're going to do this together. And do men, men do not have that same issue with money. Oh, to a degree, men have that issue with money. I see everybody making money their source for sure. It's their boss. It's their, um, it's their clients. It's their retirement. It's their savings. It's, um, it's what, it's whatever that is that's outside of them. Um, but women have a whole lot, women have a whole lot. Um, I would say deeper, (sighs) No offense to the men, but I see a lot of women that have really, really deep money wounds um, because safety is a big issue, especially for women. I mean, it's only been over the last couple of decades that women no longer have to rely on a man for any sort of financial support, that we have a louder voice in the marketplace than we've ever had before. We have more spending power than we have ever had before, but we have these really deep wounds around money that it's going to be lost which means we're going to be shunned, which means we're going to die alone. I mean, it just, it spirals really, really quickly. So we've got to, we've got to heal those money wounds and understand what money actually is. And the purpose of money is to get you to your desires. The purpose of money is to nurture you, not to keep you safe. And we have that completely flipped. Let's, let's repeat that one more time. Because Uh I have, honestly, that right there is the moment. So the purpose of money is to nurture you not to keep you safe. Okay. So that is a key takeaway right here. And I think about that um, in the sense of like, uh, if you take money out of it, it's like that I'll do that later when, right? It's like mm-hmm. the later when is now, not later. Huh? You, so um, 
So the purpose of dreams is to have them and live them. But the purpose of money is to help us get there. You know, Literally, that's the only purpose of our dream of our of money is to help us in our creative expression and our growth. And we live in a universe of expansion. So we will always be called upon to grow as well. And money is there to assist us in our growth, not to keep us safe. So we have to, we have to turn that whole paradigm on its ear and, and really understand the characteristics of God, understand the natural universal laws of prosperity and creation and the ebb and flow of money because money will continue to ebb and we freak out when it ebbs and we need to allow the natural flow cycle of money to be a natural flow cycle of money instead of kinking off that prosperity hose and then thinking, well, what my, why doesn't money come to me? It does. It does. You've just kinked yourself off from it. So we need to, we need to let go of the hose and let money flow. So you um, have a gift for our listeners. Yes. Yes. Tell us us more about your gift or several of them. No, which one did, which one did we talk about? I should have asked. I want to tell you the one that, um, the one that kind of talks to me that kind of went, is the, um, prosperity guide. Okay. Excellent. So the prosperity guide is 52 different ways that you can let go of struggle and let go of doubt or anxiety and really open you up to success without struggle. And, and I did it particularly with money in mind, actually. And so these are 52 different exercises and techniques that I used to open myself up to more money flowing to me. So these are tried, these are tested, these are true. I, I did all of them. And I chose 52 because you could do one a week for a year. but you can pick and choose. You can do three a day if you want. They're meant to weave into your life and they're just fun little experiments that you can do to see just how prosperous you already are, regardless of how much money is in your account and how to make you even more prosperous. So you can get that at prosperityapproach.com slash 52 ways. And I'm sure the link's in the notes as well, but it's in my notes, but it will be in the show notes too. Um, (laughs) I make notes for myself also. Um, But talk about if someone were to reach out to you and say, okay, Allison, I need to work with you. What is that process like? How long would they be working with you? Is there a minimum? That kind of stuff. Because I think sometimes that's helpful for women who are trying to go, okay, my pleasure is going to be working with Allison, I'm mm-hmm. going to learn me and my feminine. Yes, yes. So what it looks like to me is we have a couple of different programs and we would get together on a call either with me or with a member of Team Prosperity to see where your gaps are and how we can fill those gaps for you and if it makes sense for us to work together. And so our pro- the programs are six months long because I need to get you in a good cycle and a good rhythm. And it takes three months just to get the garbage programming out of your mind in the first place. But we dive, we dive right into that. I found that there are five components to what I call the new success model for women or five components to transformation. And that is you've got to change your subconscious beliefs. You've got to understand the rules of the game and play by the rules. And these are the universal laws that govern prosperity and creation. You've got to grow your wealth consciousness. You've got to know how to live in the right state of being no matter what is going on. And first and foremost, you really need to learn to balance your feminine and masculine energies and lead out with your feminine. And so we have modules that teach you how to do that. You have a live component with me through a group, through group sessions twice a month. You also get your very own implementation coach because what we have found is that the two big gaps in any industry is 
is um, accountability and implementation. And so we hold that space for you really, really beautifully. I saw you respond to that like, yep. <laughs> it's yep. true. It's it like is. you can you have the greatest plan in the world, but um, if you don't move on it, it's just paper and pen yeah. or digital world, whatever. Uh -huh. um, and I think accountability, the piece with that, that's so misunderstood. And, and I've had it applied to me in a way that I really pushed back against it was accountability in the sense of you're not measuring up that kind of accountability instead of accountability of like, this was your goal. What needs to happen to get there? Yes, yes. And that's the kind of accountability that we offer. So we offer the accountability that serves you the best. So it looks different for everybody, but it's done in a very loving way and not like, why didn't you do that? But really be like, how how'd you how close did you get and yeah. what were the gaps and what caused the gaps and what can we do to close these gaps and how can I best support you in that is it a daily check-in is it a weekly check-in is it you know and so and so we really tailor it to our clients to see what's going to be best for them and then that implementation piece we believe in linking arms that is quintessentially feminine we are the feminine is about the community it's about the we and it's about collaboration but we've been taught as successful women to lone wolf it figure it out on your own don't ask for help because nobody wants to help you anyway, and nobody's going to give you the answers you need. At least that's what I was taught. And so, so we need to get that lone wolf programming out of you and link arms. And we've created a really beautiful, I call it a sacred sisterhood of people in my program called Rise Up, that we just link arms together and we celebrate each other's successes. And we're also there for encouragement and love and support when, when we're having those down days. Yeah. You know, I tell them it's a community where it's okay to take off the everything's fine mask and actually be vulnerable and i have found that women have a real hard time being vulnerable but that's also feminine yep well and i, I do want to before we talk about male and female does not necessarily the energy isn't necessarily mm -hmm. gender specific because right. it, it's been interesting to me to see there's a couple of men in my life three or four now but who are super comfortable with that and i'm thinking wow you're way better than that than i am <laughs> Could you teach me? I mean, they'll show up like this, like, hey, I see you, you know, what's, let me yes. be there with you. I'm going, okay, how nice is that, right? No competition. Yes. Let's just do this together. Um, and that has been very healing, right? Yes. But it's yes. also allowed me to back off and go, Sarah, come on. You could be a little more like, let it go. Just yeah. Let other people shine. Take it yeah. over. So um, I love that those are your five kind of pieces I would say pillars maybe that you mm -hmm. work through and what we need to adjust. Allison, I have one question that I'm going to let you go. If you were to meet little Allison at eight years old, I, this is part A and part B question. So first part's little Allison at eight years old. Um, what might you tell her that you know now that maybe she didn't know then just about the road ahead? What advice might you give her? Eight-year-old Allison. Well, first I would say, you're so beautiful, honey. And you're enough exactly as you are. And everything works out for you so beautifully. And even with hard times, only good can come of it. So you can trust what's in your heart and you can follow your heart and know that you have angels surrounding you and other people surrounding you that you're going to help that will help you along your way and you are loved exactly as you are okay that almost made me cry 
but I have part B in my head. So that's why I'm not going to. Um, part B is you're walking down the street and you pass a, a coffee shop window, tea shop window, and you hear a knock on the window to get your attention. And you look over and there's the 88 year old Allison saying, come on in, sister, sit down, let's have a cup of tea. What is she going to tell you about the journey from where you are now to where she's sitting right there that she just loves about what you did or how you show up? She's going to say, we did it, sweetie. We did it. And you have no idea the lives that you touched. And thank you. And it was so fun. Wasn't this so fun and so miraculous? And you could count on everything working out for you all along the way and there was evidence that showed that everything always worked out for you and look at your children and look at your grandchildren and look at your husband and how everything is so beautiful exactly as it was but we did it okay there's nothing to say further allison i want to say thank you for being a fabulous guest on the no labels no limits podcast for dropping into my life on a day that I evidently so much needed you and um, I wish you all about, I don't need to wish you all the best because I know it's already coming your way, but thank you very much. Oh, it was my honor. Thank you for letting me contribute and thank you for blessing my life today. I needed that reminder that everything always works out for me from my 88 year old self. So thank you. That was very healing for me. You have no idea. You were an angel to me. So thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.